At Consumer Cellular, you get the same exact coverage as the largest carriers, but for up to half the cost. Same thing, up to half the cost. Up to half the cost for the same thing. 50% the money for 100% the same thing. I hope I'm making myself clear. Consumer Cellular. When freedom calls, we're here to answer. Call us at 1-888-FREEDOM. Half the cost savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single-line 5-gigabyte data plan with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single-line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plan offered by T-Mobile and Verizon May 2023. What time is it? Showtime. The brothers discuss sports and provide betting tips. The best kept secret in sports investing. Please welcome Bolt Brady and his bro. I am out of town, but we're going to give our guy a buzz here and see if uh, he's available because we got to chit some some betting odds, right? Let's see what we got here. Good afternoon, Bo Brady's office. Oh, hey, what's happening? You're available for us. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Uh, where are you calling from today? Uh, I'm in Tahoe. I hit the sports book last night for our UConn. And that turned out nice and dandy. Are you uh, are you in the pen with Billy Walters? It sounds like I got I got your one call for the day. <laughs> and it's a special one. And my boy Billy, <laughs> Billy's actually out now. Oh, he's that's back, right. He's back that again. Yeah, his book's coming out. I know. I can't wait. That that in fact that might be a good present for you to get me. Right. It's like when I uh, you can just leave your little voice memo before before I accept the call. Hey, it's your partner, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I know the the sports books in Tahoe are like much smaller, for, you know, for people that have never been there. Like compared to Vegas and stuff, it's not even close. But were were people like watching the game at all? Uh, the, well, this one doesn't have like the tubes around it and stuff. There's a bar kind of next to it where you can kind of go watch them, like with the video poker and stuff. But yeah, there's right. a little there's a little saloon in here. Um, it's like cutthroat saloon. And I thought I could walk in like 10 minutes before and be good to go. Cause it didn't seem that busy. And that was a mistake. Cause then they came down and they're like, it's an hour wait. So luckily we're on the property here so they could just text you. So threw the name in, uh, grabbed some drinks and came up to our room and then they text us like an hour later. Yeah, by the time we got to our seat, there was probably like five minutes left in the first half. Um, and we were sat by like 10 huge San Diego State fans, which I've got some love for San Diego State. You know, I took some classes there for a year, lived with some homies down there. Unreal town. Uh, right. But on this occasion, as you say, I don't have a squad. I've got an investment. That's right. And we're going for the chippers. And that was another b race. Yeah, gosh, I was telling you, I you know, I'm like, man, just thinking about the matchup and and looking at San Diego State. Love their defense. They've got some good athletes and intensity. But when you're watching them just shoot the previous games, like they just didn't have enough dudes that could stroke it from outside. Well, the thing is, they started off on fire. And totally. They came out and scored scored ten points in like the first three and a half minutes, and then you know later on they go on. 11-minute streak of not scoring a field goal. Yeah, it was like up to 12, 12 missed field goals in a row there. They tried to go to kind of their version of like Vinny, their microwave, like Seiko, but all he can do is hit the three. But he just gets a couple looks, and then he gets yanked. And it's just not happening for those guys. UConn was such a machine. that The way they run their offense and their defense is 
it's if you like to watch basketball, it's 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 a fun fun watch. Yeah, yeah, it was Snego the the center for UConn just was dominating. But he's like, see, he's like six nine. I can see him having a good career in the NBA, or at least decent. Like he's he's athletic and can move, and and at the same time have a post game. It seemed like Hurley, the head coach, like. It seems like he knew they were just going to win the whole time. He seemed so confident on the sideline, like just knowing that their team was better than everyone. Yeah, and he does a good job. If you give him a day and he can kind of dissect some film, like he really finds some weaknesses. And they, I mean, they have nine dudes in their rotation. And like when they bring those other four in, they skip a little bit of a beat sometimes, but they still run that offense really well. They bring those four dudes up high and they're just constantly in motion. And if they swing it to the other side, Sunogo has pinned the guy on his back, and he's he's got like the the lane there for an easy put in, like layup. Right. It's just it's just well coached and well executed. They did a great job. So UConn did lose to one team outside of of their division, the Big East. That, so they beat everyone. And then how about this stat? So. You know, people may may realize that they went six and zero against the spread in in March Madness during the tournament. Um, so six and zero against the spread, and how about this? They dominated and crapped on people so bad, just pure domination. That if you gave the other team seven points, added seven points to their score, UConn was still six and zero against everyone they played. If you gave up seven to start. Yeah, no, just if you take the final score, like the final score last night, and add seven points to San Diego State's score. So, like, San Diego State lost by 17 last night. Let's just say they lost by seven. They still covered that. Right. They did that against every team. Yeah. Impressive. I mean, yeah, people say it's one of the most impressive. And can we start considering them one of the best programs you know, in the nation for basketball. It's their fifth national championship. Mm-hmm. Yep, with three different coaches. Uh, that was his fifth year. You know, you see someone like him, and you're like, they're just humming now, like like, like machine. And you're like, it's taken Hurley a while to kind of get to this level, though. I mean, he's a good coach, and it, it doesn't come easy. No, and he's got the, the background, like with his dad and the name and everything, and he still had to work his way up. Yeah, I mean, Bobby, the... Bobby's older, right? And I mean, he's at ASU, and he doesn't even sniff going deep into the tourney. Not even close. Yeah. No. Not even close. So now, yeah, so, this will help them get the recruits and stuff, and he's going to have a little squad going for a while. Oh, yeah, he will. Oh, yeah, he will. Um, so, you know, unless you have anything else to say there about it, I mean, it was a great March Madness for us, right? We, we picked the UConn. Um, the, the last pick that we gave out on the, uh, podcast was take, you know, before the final four started was take, uh, UConn minus the 110 to still win the tournament. They came through with that. So our picks went 10 and one on the tournament. The only game that lost was Drake and they should have covered. That was a joke. They should have won the game and then they still couldn't even cover it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it took a total mental lapse, but ten and one on the picks, we'll take her. Yeah, I know you. You took them like what was it plus seventeen hundred before the tournament started? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I was you know last night I was you were like oh, money line the UConn, and it was it was minus three forty five, and then the line was seven. I'm like, 
No, I'm okay with the seven. I'm taking the seven tonight. <laughs> no, I know that's what that's what most people that's what most people do just because it's it's a big number, but you know, it, it is a lot of times it's even though it's the big number, you know, you're gonna find that just winning the money line is, is a lot more profitable than the line. But I know it's more expensive, that's what most people do, but mm-hmm. it worked out. Yeah. Yep, that was a hell of a run by San Diego State. Like, I mean, that's a team that might never get there again. So that was cool for their student body. It was. I I, I read something like I didn't read all the details. Did you hear about like they gave the, the kids like five hundred bucks each, the ones that went to the game, like for? Did you read anything about that? No, I I, I, I just noticed how you know CBS was was behind their student section with like Charles and those guys before the game and. All the San Diego State did. They were kind of just showing all their beer cups, like they were stacking them like super high. The ones they'd already finished. I'm like, yeah, you can just tell this is a school that kind of lets her rip versus some of these other ones that are in there. (laughs) Uh, Well, so I mean, it's just a B race. I just don't even know if there's much to talk about. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we hop into the? The big masters here? Nope. Yeah, I'm good with March Madness. That was a great tourney. Good call for the UConn by you, but let's chit Augusta. And uh, big Jim Nance probably flew f- straight from the game into Augusta last night. Well, and here we are saying, hey, is this week any good? And how about big Jim? Yeah. Wow, does he think this is really good? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Well, you know what? Speaking of Jim, and we talked about this last year because, uh, you know, you, you were asking me if I knew who Jim's uh, roommate was in college at Houston. And I said Fred Couples. And so um, that just reminded me. So Fred Couples, did you see Fred, what Fred Couples said about Phil and Sergio um, recently? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I did. He said Phil's a little oh. bit. But he's like, I'm still friends with the guy. I have been for years. But he said he's a bit of a weirdo or something. Well, no, so, I, yeah, he was, he was at, like, a breakfast, you know, like, before a tournament, I think, down in Newport Beach, yeah. and they were talking to Fred about the live. I guess Fred is clearly not a very big fan of the live, and they asked him about Phil, and I thought he and Phil were buds, and he called Phil a nutbag. Right. And then he called Sergio a clown. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and that didn't really seem that that didn't seem like at least how he's portrayed on you know TV. I thought that was a little out of character for um, couples. But anyway, he's he's like, no, I've got nothing against the guys on live. But yeah, and he was basically standing by his comments. I'm like, wow, that's kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, I think some of these guys that have been in the tour for so long are, are getting a little defensive. And I mean, he's I think he'd be fine with Phil if he came across him. But I don't know if Phil would be fine in the other direction back at Freddie. Big Phil. I mean, I heard I heard uh, on a on a radio that like Phil's still getting a lot of bets, you know, for the Masters because I think he's like well over a hundred to one to win, you know, like one thirty to one or whatever. And ladies and gentlemen, we've said this before: don't even bother lighting your money on fire. Big <laughs> yeah, I mean the. I was checking out Live this weekend. The, they were in Orlando, and it, it's still not like a smooth running ship. Their their production value and watching it, but at least Brooks was you know in the lead. So I kind of want to see if he could pull it off. But they have a hard time cutting to Phil because he's just never in the mix in these live events. <laughs> the 
like cutting the fill in his 79 that he shot today. Yeah, I mean it's it's tough to cut to him. The the thing that <laughs> Phil did though, you know, you know, he's worth the 200 mil because he was such a big name to get first that the other guys are like, all right, you know, we can do this maybe. Well, yeah, and, and speaking of Fred Couples, that's what he said. He's like, hey, if you want to pay Phil $200 million to shoot the 78 be my guest. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> well, so, you know, today's Tuesday, and, and tonight's the champion's dinner, so tomorrow the news will come out about how it went and if it was awkward and whatnot, so that'll be kind of – I'd love to see that interaction with some of those dudes, like the Patrick Reed and stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, Patrick likes to play the villain role. He might step it up. uh, You mentioned Brooks. Um, Brooks had talked about how he actually misses playing against, like, Rory and Scotty. I mean, that's got to suck for these guys. Like, you want to play against the best in the world, but, you know, at the same time, they're like, we're getting paid. So this is actually, you know, their chance to all prove who the best is because, like the official world rankings, it doesn't even have the guys that live in in the world rankings. You know, like you don't have Brooks and Dustin in that, which is kind of weird. Well, they're they're in it. They're just climbing fast and and higher. You know, so Cam Smith's like up to five. Brooks is like sixty five, or you know, and DJ's might be like one oh four or something weird now. Which, well, that's what I mean. That that's garbage, though. I mean, you're telling me Brooks and DJ aren't top twenty-five in the world, right? No, that's the problem. They they need to sort this out here the next couple of years if this thing's going to survive. So, I think it's it's important to point this stat out because because people might hear this um, because I think it was relevant, super relevant in the past, where the top ten, um, the last the 10 last masters tournaments. Um, and it's even like out of the last 25 years, it's even like, you know, 22 out of the 25 years that the winner of the masters was ranked in the top 30 official world golf rankings. Right. So you're like, okay, well let's take a look at the top 30 guys and, you know, make our picks based on that. But because of this live situation, I'm not so sure that applies anymore. I mean, you're not going to take a look at Brooks and DJ, mm-hmm. you know, and I mean, just because they're out of the top 25, top 30 in the world, I don't think that applies, you know, with this live situation going on. No, certainly not this year. You're going to have to kind of adjust some of those things that have, have been true through the history here. Brooks was saying, you know, he's like, he supposedly all this angst and, and hate towards one another. He's like, but I see a ton of these guys around Jupiter, you know, all the time. Like, we'll play some rounds or I'll see them in the clubhouse. Like Rory and these dudes, and, you know, we chat about, the differences a little bit we talk about like the balls and, and rolling it back if that's a good idea he's like we're fine you know we see each other all the time around town right um, yeah. one that wasn't you know you, you see bryson said tiger didn't return his text because they used to kind of be chummy and do practice rounds right so he's like you know tiger has cut me off basically and then there was a thing this morning i saw briefly this guy rex hoggard who's a he's a big golf channel golf writer and he's like yeah, Bryson's out on the the course with Tiger and Rory and like Tom Kim playing playing their practice round, and then it came out like later they're like, "Whoops, correction!" You know, it was Fred Couples. It's not Bryson with them. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm like, dude, why doesn't someone get some eyeballs on the foursome before you just throw that out there on the Twitter, bud? <laughs> oh 
speaking of Tigray, Bob, I came across a stat with him. Is this a joker of a stat? So when Tiger played um, 1999 and 2000, so that two-year period, okay, he had 17 wins and four majors, okay, which is a better career than DJ, Jordo, Justin Thomas, and many, many more. Just those two years is better than those guys' entire careers. What, what was it? Oh nine to 10? No, no, um, 99 to 2000. Oh, 99. yeah. Those two years, he had 17 wins and four majors, which is better than Dustin, Jordo, and Justin Thomas. Like, you know, their careers. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah, was I it? Mean, did, I think that was, he was at Pebble that year. Was it that, like... Uh, he won. He was just like double digits on the lead. I mean, I'm sure they're running out of things to say when the, the lead's that big. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, and and then the tag. I mean, last year tag was coming off like over 500 days of not playing professional golf, and remember he came out kind of hot. He and he made the he made the cut. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just catches up to him after that. And I, and I think that's the case again. I mean, that's why he's like 70 to one to win the tournament. Um, what do you think about big T gray this year? Yeah. I mean, I, I think he makes the cut, you know, Augusta is such a hilly walk. It's like, he, he's still got that little limp kicking. I, the one thing he was saying was like, he's like, my core has never been stronger. Cause it's kind of offsetting like the back and the different areas of my body that have to I have to swing a little differently now. So he's like, that's why the club speed is actually pretty dang high right now. And he, he was pumping it past some guys when he did play with them. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm not thinking he's making too much noise. I mean, if he does top 30, that'd be a hell of a week. Yeah, if he did what? Top 30? Top 30. Yeah. You can get the top 30 odds on Tigre. Let me see what the top 30 is here. You know, it's still because it's, it's T grade that the odds are still garbage because of just the name, you know, it yeah. should be higher. His one for like his 70 to one to win it. That should be higher. Um, he's actually five. He's, he's actually five to one odds to be, um, a top 10. Wow. Mm. There's no chance. No, yeah, I wouldn't take that. Does it, uh, uh, you know what you want to do? You know, people out there, is if, if you bet against Ty, you want the yes-no's. They do have, like, yes-no, will he make the cut? And that's the thing. I think for those two days, he can, he can play well, but it just adds up after that. So yeah. That day, or, and did you notice what the weather is this week? It's decent, isn't it? No, it's not good. It starts off warm like it's crazy. It starts off like 89 degrees. On Wednesday and Thursday, it's even the in the 80s as well, but they're expecting some showers. And then by the time it gets to Saturday, 55 degrees, so like 40-degree difference than two days before, 55 degrees and rain. So you got to factor in the rain a little bit for this uh, tournament. And how is that going to affect things? I mean... Balls aren't going to go as far, you know, um, when people drive it, but they're also not going to roll off the fairway as much into trouble. So it's kind of like a take-and-give situation there. And then a lot of times on most greens, you're like, oh, it's it's wet. You know, we can fire for the pins. But uh, remember at Augusta, 
they have the heater underneath the green. That's yeah, like, it's the sub. The years, sub. I think they. Yeah, they so, spent like forty million on it. Right, the sub air right? systems. They they can control the firmness of those no matter what the weather is. Isn't that crazy? So um, yeah, so the, the, you're still going to have to putt and get up and down. Um, I'm thinking maybe I should come in with one of my best bets right now. <laughs> Let's who you, who you like. Well, we're talking about Tigray. And I like Tigray. He's been a hell of an entertainer. But like I said, I don't think he's going to be able to keep it up over four days. So there's a guy out there from Ireland named Seamus Power. Might not be a household name, but in 2023, he's got five top 25s. I mean, this guy's balling. Like, you know, he should be actually talked about a little bit more. They've got a head-to-head versus Tigray against him. Sheamus is only minus 125 to beat Tigray. I'll take the Irishman named Sheamus. To beat him for the week, right? Yep. Yep. To have a better score than him for the first four days. So then once they release the the pairings, which they haven't done yet, that's when they'll do... Do they always do within the same group? You know, be Tiger versus, you know, Rory for day one, better score? Well, so that's a good question. Um, typically, but not always. I mean, so the, the, they've already got these matches, put, you know, put together, like Sheamus and stuff. So you say they haven't released what the pairings are yet? No, because they were they were saying they were, they were whispering about maybe having Rory and Tiger, Tiger in the same um, group, but then they're like, there's no way. Those two are, are way too big of TV draws to have them together that quickly. So... Because usually the big dogs, you know, half of them are early, half are late, so you can kind of split up the TV coverage. Right. Well, yeah, it's way too big of a draw. And speaking of Tiger and draw, I saw this thing on Twitter where it showed um, Tiger teeing off on the 18th um, tee box back in 2005, the last time he won. And there was probably like four rows of people, you know, on the tee box watching him, like four rows back. Mm-hmm. And then they showed him yesterday on the tee box, and there was about 15 rows of people just watching him do the practice round. Yeah, it's nuts. You know, 19 years later, I mean, this guy's got 20 times the people watching him in a practice round. It was crazy. Yeah, how sweet is that? A place like, We got to get there sometime just, just to watch it would be so cool. Where do you uh, what do you got your eye on? Because when was it? Was it last year's the year before when you had big Willie Z? Yep. I know my boy Will. I I still like his game. He still hasn't broken through with a win, which is which is a little concerning. Um, you certainly can have your first win be a major. I just don't know when he's going to bring one home. But something about this place does click with him. I I would certainly have him in the mix of the top ten because he's he's so good around this place. Uh, I, I don't have him as like one of my top two. There was a little thing, you know, I always lean on this guy, but you know, Jordan Spether is always one of my favorites. Yeah, he's always one of my, Jordo's one of my favorites always, which can be a problem. But you know, there was the thing, I think he's won like the last two Easters um, on tour. One was like at, at uh, Sand Harbor or whatever, the one in um, the RBC in Carolina. Uh, yeah. And so this year's Masters happens to finish on, on Easter Sunday. So okay. this one might just align for Jordo, I think, this year. So 
So the odds for Jordan are sixteen to one. He actually he didn't he miss the cut last year? Did he? I think he did. Yeah, with with Brooks. Because um, I remember, I, I remember in one of my tournaments, I had Brooks. I'm like, dude, you're not even gonna make the cut. Get out of town. Um, I mean, Jordo Jordo had the incredible record going at Augusta, but I mean, it's been like at least four years since he's like done anything solid. Yeah, um, I mean, it's it's eight since he won it. The 2016s when he had it, and he in number twelve he put it in the drink, and Danny Willett stole one, which which should never have happened. He just played 2012. No, 2015 is when Jordan won it, and then 2016 oh. is he hit it into the drink twice on twelve. Ray's right. and Danny Willett kind of backdoored that one. Uh, he just he does play well here, and then you know if he's in the mix, he can he can bring it down the he can make some noise come Sunday afternoon. Uh, oh yeah, if he's, if he's in the mix for sure. I think you know of all the the big favorites, I I would like Scotty Scheffler, just where his game is and his confidence level is so high. I know people like Rory, and he made some equipment tinkers. I just think when he gets here and the pressure of the Grand Slam just doesn't sit well. You know, he 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 always gets off to too slow of a start here. Yeah, so the the odds on favorites are Scotty and Rory, mm-hmm. um, seven to one odds with John Rahm right behind him at nine to one. Uh, the last time that the odds on favorite won the Masters, it's super rare. Goes all the way back to two thousand and five to Tigre. So usually the guys that are the odds on favorite don't bring it home. No, um, it, it's a tough. That's a tough thing to do. Yeah, and then Rory, I heard a cool stat about Rory. So this is Rory's, like, 16th Masters, and no one has ever won their first Masters um, after their 16th appearance except for Sergio, who did it recently, and Marco Vera. Um, But that probably typically means that people are coming to the end of their careers. Uh, I mean, Rory could be the exception because the guy's actually – his swing speed and how far he's hitting it is actually, you know, the furthest it's ever been in his career. So not sure that stat applies to Roy, but it'd be cool to see him get the grand slam. For sure. He, I mean, yeah. he finished second last year. So, I mean, this guy's, he's going to feel the pressure a little bit. And I mean, he was such an outspoken guy all year on the live PGA thing. I, you know, I just, I just wouldn't lean with him. I, Rom, I don't like where his game is right now either. He, he came out so hot and he's, He's cool to touch the last few weeks. But Scotty, you know, Scotty still, I mean, so did Roy. They played great in the match play, which isn't totally indicative of, of having the same score all four days. It's just beating your opponent. Um, I would take Scheffler over Rory and Jordan in terms of my favorites. And then I got some live live guys circled here who I think just might, you know, do well, even though a lot, a lot of people are going to be watching them. I don't know if you saw, but some of them are wearing their team gear from Liv, like the four aces. DJ had the vest on like yesterday for the practice round. I, well, I, I read that Cam brought his, but he also brought some other fits just in case the Masters got mad. Right. So, I mean, they could say something. I mean, we'll see. That's that's such a sticky situation for them. Be like, hey, that gear is not going to fly because then it's going to be all over the media. Right. <laughs> I mean, what do you what do you say? You gonna go tell like, hey, Rory, that Nike hat's not gonna cut it this week? Because <laughs> well, you're not telling Big Rory that. That's for sure. No, I know, but Big this Rory goes really <laughs> okay. 
You, you want me to take the PGA with me, guys? Because I will. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I just I think I think Patrick Reed's okay with being like the bad guy in the eyeballs. I think he might do well this week, and he's won there before. Um, yeah. I'd like to say Cam Smith. I just even on on live, he hasn't been really playing amazing. But that guy's so solid with his short game and his putting, and he played well here in the past. Um, but I I have Patrick Reed and, and Neiman are the other two the two live guys. I think will do well. Joaquin. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's my boy. Yep. Um, well, I I am going to disagree with you on John Rahm though. I I think I would take John over Scotty and Rory. I mean. Yes, he's cooled off, but out of his last 12 tournaments, he's won five of them. I mean, good try, buddy. And wasn't it last year, I think, is when he had when his wife had the kid? Um, and so we know that that kind of slows you down a little bit. I think big John Rami, he might be he might be pissed off, too, that he's not considered the favorite. He's like, come on, guys, get serious. <laughs> And he might even have the he might even have the odds on the refrigerator right now. And he's looking at it at the same time we are and going, "Get serious, guys! I'm going to crap on these two. Mm. So I like Johnny there. I think he slipped to thir- three in the world too, behind Scotty and Rory. Yeah, uh, those world rankings are garbage. I mean, I saw Keegan Bradley's in the top twenty. Come on. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. <laughs> Do you have any uh you have any sleepers written down? I have a couple here. Well, I think I, well, I think that Seamus is a little little bit of a sleeper. Yes, I do have a sleeper um <clears throat> that we cap on um over the years quite a bit because <clears throat> he's such a talented player. <clears throat> Excuse me. And he was just farting and giggling with his lady friend the whole time, big Ricky Fowler. Yep. And, you know, the last few years was just a joker. And so um, I, I I said it to you like a couple of weeks ago. I go, wow, have you noticed Ricky's been balling lately? And you told me he went back to his swing coach, Big Butch. He did go back to Butch. Uh, and it slightly has made a difference. It I has. Mean, he's getting the top 25s again. So I like, uh, I like Ricky to get a top 20. No, he's, kind of like, he's not in. He's not in it. No, he had to win at the Valero last week to to get in. He hasn't. I, don't, I think this is the three in a row. He hasn't been eligible. Wow. Well, then he really would have been a dark horse. Yeah. No. Rick's Rick's at home watching his buddies. He he can't get in the gates this year. Oh wow. Yeah. No wonder I was looking on it for here. I'm like, dude, where's Rick? This guy's balling. I mm- forgot he hasn't won in so long. He's not going to be in. No, he needs to climb up the world rankings a little more. Yeah, get inside the top 150 when they do like the cutoff a couple weeks before, and then your last hope is to win that tourney the week before for the automatic bid. And he wasn't in the mix. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what I do have as a best bet, though. That's one that's a little bit off the radar is. You know, we touched on how garbage Phil is. I mean, it's just over with. This guy's worried about it. You know, he got paid. He's already had a great career. Charles Schwartzel versus Phil. Yeah. The matchup. And I'll take Charles. Live versus live. Yep. I mean, you know, people are going to think, oh, maybe Phil can bring it. And it's not happening. Do you know, you know, Phil's odds, wow, I'm looking at them here, uh, are actually 300 to 1. 
<laughs> yeah, I used to pull for the Philly Chess quite a bit. I just, you know, he has way slipped. And, you know, he always tries to say the game was looking real good this winter at home, figured some things out, and then just the 76ers aren't going to cut it. I have a couple. I have a couple. I mean, and the Masters, I'm, I'm, I'm sure the setup of that course is harder than what they're playing at the Big Live right now, too. Well, he does. He does know his way around it. I, that that place they played last week, the Orange National, it, it looked. I'm sure it's amazing if we played there like on a weekend, but it just looked a little dried out in some spots too. It's probably because their galleries aren't as big, so you kind of notice where the course isn't as butter as it should be. But yeah. a couple sleepers, I've got uh, the guy Sahith Thagala. It's his first time coming here. He's He's yeah. been in, he's been in contention in Phoenix, a couple other places. He's pretty solid. He's a single dude, kind of just grinds on the game. Those guys play well their first couple years. when like It's like how Bryson was. Like You're just kind of living alone, pumping the weights, pumping your game. No one's, no one's asking you to go to dinner or anything. So first time, I know it's tough, but... Him and then uh, Big Kurt Kitayama, the guy from Big Chico that won at uh, Arnie's place, Bay Hill. Those are my two dark horses for the week. Okay, I do have I do have one thing. The Gordon Sargent, he's the amateur. I he saw was he was hitting bombs. Yeah, he was the champ. You can take Gordon as the to finish as the number one amateur. Okay. Yeah, they said he yeah. was piping it past JT and, and someone else he played with yesterday. They're like, they backed up that 13 box and he just cranked it around the corner and had like 200 in, hit the six iron. And JT's like, I stopped. Oh, it was him and Max Homa. They're like, we stopped counting how many times he pumped it past us. <laughs> so there you go. That'll be the, that's the third best bet. Gordon, top amateur. <laughs> And they're like, it was like the 25 yards past us, you know, quite a bit, too. It's not just like the, the 10 yarder. They're like, he was cranking it. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a big difference. Yep. So, can't wait to watch. You want to wrap up your just your betting tips here for, for the week? Yep. So, Charles Schwartzel over Phil for the week. Um, <clears throat> we just mentioned Gordon Sargent, top amateur. You can t- you can bet on who the top amateur is going to be, and then uh, Sheamus, the Irishman, versus Tigray for the week. We'll take Sheamus. Those are the those are the three best bets. Okay, can't wait to watch it. Oh, and then uh, you know they saw their. You can buy this Masters basket now by mail, where they send you like it's like the snacks and the food in the cups from the property. So a neighbor of mine went ahead and ordered it and he's having us uh, over on Saturday to watch and we get a nibble from, from the, the basket of the actual master's challenge drink. So can't wait. <laughs> can't wait. It's actually their prices. They're like one of the only things that haven't gone up in price, which is legit Two $2 and 50 cents for like the, the sandwiches, you know, they keep it low. Everything else. Well, the members there, like, I think we're okay on the chips. We don't need to gouge you guys on the hot dogs and stuff. <laughs> yeah, like, I think, I think we're okay on the chips. I think our tournament is okay making the chips. Right. The TV deals. You guys can have $2 sandwiches. Yep. All right. Well, can't wait to watch it. Thanks for answering the okay, phone. Well, you enjoy your Tahoe trip. Keep getting some chips at the sports book, and I'll chat with you later. All right. That'll do it for this week. Don't forget Twitter and Instagram. It's at Bull Brady Picks. 
Big Bolt will throw some things on there for you, maybe some matchups over the weekend. So keep your eye on that. Keep the reviews coming on Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. We appreciate it. We'll catch you guys next time.